Hello and welcome to Spiderwebs, a collection of spooky stories and haunting hearsays. Original tales written by me, the Z, for all of you. Welcome to the Spiderwebs podcast. Welcome to the Spiderwebs podcast. Tonight's story is about the people you don't really know. Everyone you meet has somebody that they think they're betraying. You're seeing somebody completely different. But the first impression is normally the right one. Like in tonight's story titled, The Mechanic. to get up very early in the morning. I had an appointment with an auto mechanic around 6 a.m. He couldn't get me in any later than that. And since he's the only mechanic I trust, I was there at 5.45, just out of respect. I own a boat, the 1984 Buick LeSabre LE Custom, but what we named the Silver Surfer. It was silver with navy blue interior, and I love this car. It was handed down from my grandmother. She bought it new at the end of 1983. I had over 200,000 miles on it, but it ran so smooth. I always had it checked every three months for fine tunings and cleanings and such. Nothing rides like this baby. My mechanic's name is Henry. He's been my mechanic for over 20 years. He's done a lot of free work for me over those years, too. Henry's shop made a lot of money, but you wouldn't be able to tell because of all the free work that he did for a lot of people. I met him at the front gate of his shop. He waved me into the garage. Good to see you, Z. I waved back to him. He's a real good guy. He's always talking to me about the good of God and people in general. A very positive man. I like that about him. Working with him today was a new fellow named Chester. Chester was a new mechanic who started just this past week at the garage. Henry hired him on for a little extra help. He seemed okay, I think. He looked at me a little oddly when I first noticed him. He had chewing tobacco wadded up in the side of his cheek, and when he smiled, his eyes hung low and disgruntled. Not to mention that his teeth were all crunched up with the tobacco pieces and were stained yellow. He was a tall, skinny man with a truly bad shaving practice. But I shouldn't judge. I haven't even gotten to know him yet. Kinda hope I don't, though. Henry was about to do a routine oil change and a tire rotation for me. I got out of my car and I told Henry I was going to head over to the coffee shop to get some breakfast while he goes about his work on my Silver Surfer. I asked the guys if they wanted anything. Henry said, a small coffee black. And Chester just smiled at me again with the mix and poise of the etiquette that I've come to know. I reached the coffee shop around 6.10 a.m. and found a seat close enough to the garage where I could see them working on my car. 
It was up on the lift by the time I drank my first sip of coffee. I put the cup back down on the table and that's when I noticed that the car was back down on the ground. Looked like it toppled over because the front end was a little bit higher than the back end. And as I focused a little bit more, I could see that there was a pair of legs sticking out from underneath my car. My stomach sank and I jumped and I ran out of the coffee shop towards the garage. As I ran across the street, I could see Chester smiling at me with that disgruntled grin. He was cleaning blood off of his hands with a grease rag and he slowly pointed over to my left while staring at me. I looked to my left and... I woke up in a room with a big dry erase board telling me that my nurse's name was Wendy and that today's date was September 19th. I was at the garage in May. Immediately I got a headache that you wouldn't believe. I heard my heart monitor rise as I tried to move, but I couldn't. I relaxed the best I could as a woman came walking in. She looked at me and smiled. When I tried to speak, I noticed a tube sticking out of my mouth. I remember closing my eyes and opening them again to see today's date had changed on the board from September 19th to September 22nd. It felt like I'd slept a year. When I woke up this time, I had feeling now and I could move again. I turned to look out the window and saw the leaves were changing and the sun had shifted. It was beautiful out there. The woman from before came walking back in. She said something about my roommate, said to call as soon as I woke up. I noticed that all the tubes had been removed and after a couple of minutes I became aware of what she said. I don't have any roommates. She was already on the phone. Something was said over the loudspeaker about an emergency on the third floor and she hung up and walked out in a huge hurry. I tried to get a better sense of where I was. I looked for a street or a building out the window. I tried to remember which hospital was closest to the garage where my car had been worked on. I wondered about Henry and I wondered if he was okay. I wanted to ask somebody, but I had no strength. I saw the woman coming back from before. She said she couldn't reach my roommate, so she would try again. I watched her dialing this time. She was dialing Henry's garage. I heard a garbled man's voice answer, but it wasn't Henry. She hung up the phone and said that he would be here in about 15 minutes, smiled at me and walked out again. I was empowered with an overwhelming feeling that I had to get out of there fast. With every ounce of my strength, I was able to drag myself out of bed. It was so painful. I can't even begin to tell you how the fear of more pain from this could be tolerated. On sheer will, I managed to stand up and started to hobble into the hallway. And there he was with that twisted yellow grin and his cheek filled with tobacco. Where the heck do you think you're going? 
I know what you did. Me, what I do. I saw him reach inside of his jacket. I could smell the disgusting stench of tobacco and liquor on his breath as he stared right into my eyes. And I was scared. He pulled his arm out slowly and I could see the butt of his gun from inside his jacket. You shouldn't be out of your room, sir. A doctor yelled from down the hall. Chester got startled and stuck the gun back in his jacket. A policeman standing by the front entrance of the hospital looked over. He looked at Chester as if he knew him from somewhere. And he shouted, Hold it right there! Chester dashed out of the hospital entryway. I managed to make my way to the entrance as well. Just in time to see Chester's yellow stained grin trapped underneath a 1984 Buick LeSabre LE Custom. Well, now you know never to trust anybody with chewing tobacco. Oh, that's not fair. Now you know never to trust anybody with yellow stained teeth. Mine aren't too yellow stained, but I used to smoke, so mine are a little. Now you know never to trust any mechanics that ever... No, that's not nice either. Well, I hope I spooked you a little bit. And if I didn't, I hope I made you just a little bit uncomfortable. So until next time, have a good night. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinator Land, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.